Hello and welcome to Procrastimum. My name is Nicole. I am a mindset coach, a host of Procrastimum podcast, and I help full-time working mums overcome perfectionism without mum guilt. Today on episode five, I want to talk to you about people-pleasing. People-pleasing is something that a lot of us suffer from, especially as mums. So I'm going to share some tips on how to overcome it, how I'm overcoming it, and how it's changing my life. I have to admit, I am not recording this on a Sunday night. I am at home today. I have a day off from my full-time job. It's a Monday morning. The home is quiet. I've had a coffee and it feels weird. It feels weird to be here on my own and not having uh, kids in the background. So it's quite weird. Um, But I couldn't get to recording my podcast last night. My youngest needed me. I don't know what was going on, but it took him a little while to get to sleep. And by that time, it was just a bit, you know, it was a bit quite late. So I thought, well, I'm having today off so I can just record it in the morning. And yeah, I've had a coffee, so we'll see how it goes. So people pleasing. I wanted to talk about it quite early on in the podcast because I know so many of us suffer from it. Uh, especially as mums, as I mentioned before, I think it's in our nature to care for others before our own needs. And I'm not saying that if you want to make people happy, that it's a bad quality. I'm not saying that at all. That is totally fine. You're not a, not a bad person or flawed if serving others fills you with joy. It's when it gets to the point that you're pleasing others at the expense of your own priorities. So that's when you need to be more aware of your own needs so that you can just stay in the balance. So maybe you don't even realize that you are doing it in the time that it's actually happening. Um, So I'll just go through some signs that you may be a people pleaser. And later on in the episode, I'll just give you quite a uh, simple tips and tricks that you can start to overcome it. So when I realized that I was people-pleasing at the expense of my own priorities, I really knew I needed to wake up to myself a little bit. I was becoming resentful and just not a very happy person. Um, I was expecting others to be able to read my mind or read between the lines when I actually wasn't really saying what I truly meant and felt. And it wasn't until I started to do this that I became happier um, in myself and I knew that I chose my own priorities and made my own decisions and made everybody else aware of it too so they knew where I stood and where my boundaries were. And it's not about creating confrontation at all. It's about being curious to the situation, um, just saying no when you genuinely when it doesn't align with your values and if it's something that you really, really don't want to do and just, you know, as I mentioned, you can you can make people happy. But when it's at the expense of your own happiness, that's when it becomes a problem. So some of the main signs that you are a people pleaser is you put everyone else's needs above your own. That's pretty self-explanatory. You apologize for things that aren't your fault. 
you may have a conversation with someone and you just go, oh, I'm sorry for being a burden or I'm sorry for asking this question or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Or you take responsibility for someone else's actions when it when you deep down know, hang on, that's I've done nothing in this situation. So when you apologize for things that aren't your fault, that's when that's like a sign that you're a people pleaser. You avoid difficult conversations because you don't want to upset the other person. So uh, I mentioned before, uh, I haven't been confrontational, I've been curious, and I have pushed myself to have some difficult conversations with some people um, in the last couple of months, and it's been uncomfortable and uneasy, but having those difficult conversations has made boundaries very clear and understanding where both sides of the party are coming from. So those difficult conversations, although difficult at the time, have been beneficial in the long run. So the fourth sign that you may be a people pleaser is you take full responsibility for others' emotions. Again, that goes back to, you know, you apologize for things that aren't your fault. If you take full responsibility for how other people are feeling or that you feel that it's that it's you that made them feel this way, um, even when you genuinely have done nothing wrong, um, it, it's them. It's it's them that's dealing with their emotions. And if they're pushing their emotions onto you and making you feel like you're responsible for that, then that's someone, one, that you don't need in your life. And two, you know, realize that other people's emotions are not your responsibility. Number five is you struggle to say no to things. Um, you say no when deep down you're thinking, um, sorry, you say yes when deep down you're thinking no, 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 no. I absolutely don't want to do that. So that's number five. You struggle to say no to things. Number six, you agree with everyone even when you disagree. So this can come into play when there is quite a hot topic of conversation going on, um, whether it be politics, if you you know if you're into that, or um, I don't know just difficult conversations like, I don't know, vaccinations. That's a really awkward conversation. If if people agree or disagree with you um, when it comes to that, you just nod your head and agree because it's just not worth it because you don't want to have difficult conversations or avoid, you don't want to get into conflict. So you disagree with everyone even when you disagree or if people are speaking badly of somebody else and you disagree uh, and don't want to disagree with them when they're speaking badly about other people, that is a time when you just um, are a people pleaser because you you just want to avoid that conflict as much as possible. Regardless if it doesn't align with your values, deep down inside you're thinking, oh, I really do like that person. I can't believe they're saying these nasty and horrible things. But you just keep it to yourself because your feelings and opinions, what you think, don't matter to others and you just want to make everybody happy and have everybody like you. Number seven is you focus on giving a good impression because it's essential others like you. Again, um, this when I, when I was younger uh, as a teenager, a teenager especially, you're so focused on if other people like you or not, I guess it still happens, you know, when you're a bit older, but it's, it's, 
it's really prominent when you're a teenager. You do things that you probably shouldn't do with peer pressure and things like that um, because you just want to fit in and make a good impression. And the thought of having other people not like you just sends you into an anxious spin. So number eight, you overcommit without considering your own needs. If you have a full calendar and you know full well, especially this time of year, it's Christmas this week. So it's very, very busy time of year for people with Christmas parties and going shopping for gifts and getting Christmas lunch organized, but you still say yes to everybody if they ask you for help, which again is totally fine. But if you know that you've got too much on your plate and your needs are being pushed back to help other people, that's when it becomes a problem. Number nine, you constantly feel like a burden. If you are always feeling like a burden to other people, that is a sign that you are a people pleaser. You are so concerned about other people liking you and what they think of you that you go into the apologizing phase. Um, You continuously apologize for things that aren't your fault, but deep down you just always feel like you're in the way or you're being a nuisance or you're just being a burden to other people. Number 10, you only show what you believe will be accepted and you filter your true self. So this is one that, again, goes in with that fitting into the group niche. You don't want to say what you truly enjoy or what maybe what you do in your spare time because it may be a bit weird or some other people might think that's a bit, you know, just a bit odd. So you just don't share it. You just don't share what you really enjoy to do because you continuously do what others want to do and you don't put forward your own opinions and beliefs because you just feel to your true self because you genuinely think that you don't have any value. And again, that's when it becomes a problem. So people-pleasing can almost be like an addiction for some people. The constant validation gained from being a people pleaser makes them feel like they are being needed and useful. A lot of us pin our self-worth on what we do, what we have, and from external sources. When I have been doing the mindset stuff and the personal development growth, it's really important to find your self-worth internally not externally or from things that you have or do. So the people-pleasing is really a form of wanting to feel needed and useful from others. It really, people pin their self-worth on, you know, and they get a lot of motivation and, you know, push from wanting to be wanted by others. So relying on validation from others means that your confidence is purely based on the external forces. So you need to learn to rely on your internal validation, not the external. And the best way to fight people-pleasing is to build up what makes you feel good. If you feel good, you don't need others to make you feel good. One thing that we've been doing recently um, at my full-time job is if we're in a group setting, we would get others to just spit out some keywords, what they um, 
value in the other staff member. And I must say it's really warm and fuzzies and I'm really enjoying hearing what other people um, think other people bring, to, like what value they bring to the organisation. So it's really, it's easy to say, to see what value other people bring, but it is actually really hard to dive deep down and find what you bring. What do you bring to the organization or to yourself or what is it internally that makes you you and brings you value? Are you kind? Are you generous? Are you funny, warm? Are you a good listener? So it's really important to just write down maybe just 10 things that you really value internally in yourself and that is a good start to become aware of what value you bring and not to rely on external forces. So some tips on how to overcome people pleasing. Um, I'll just start with a couple. Um, Some are easier than others and building this up takes courage and practice and it's uncomfortable. (laughs) So it's not easy but I think Again, I say this in other episodes as well, first step is becoming aware. If you're aware that you have these people-pleasing tendencies, you can start to implement these small tips and tricks. So number one, start with small no's. So it's easier to say no to somebody you don't know, such as a door salesman, or um, it's easier to say no to someone not when you're face-to-face, so it's easier to do it via text. So start with simple no's here and there to get you used to saying no and being okay with it. So it's much easier to say no, as I mentioned, to a door salesman than say you're my nan. My nan is so hard to say no to. She's <laughs> she's so persistent, bless her, but I, I, you just can't say no. There's no saying no to that woman. So, um, and she's so kind and polite about it. She's so nice. But um, yeah, start with saying small no's. Um, you can't just go. I know that a lot of people would cringe just by the thought of this. But when your food comes out at a, a restaurant, <laughs> you get it. And I don't know, there's something in your food, or it's not cooked right, or they stuffed up your order then the thought of having to hail down the waitress again to bring them over just makes you cringe because you think, oh, my God, they're going to spit in my food when they send it back or they're going to bitch about me when they get into the back, (laughs) into the kitchen. So start with small nose, nose that you're comfortable with and um, you'll build up that resilience and get you practice. So number two, suggest alternatives. So if you're happy to help out, but you're only available on a particular day or during some certain hours of the day, then suggest that instead. Review your calendar, look at your commitments and really find, actually, yeah, I can and I want to help this person, but I can only do it between 12 and 2 p.m., let's say. So having those alternatives allows you to set your boundaries but also help when you want to help the other person. Number three, this is a biggie, know your goals. So Steve Jobs said, it's only by saying no that you can concentrate on the things that are really important. 
So for example, if you're trying to save money and budget for a deposit on a house or saving for a trip, whatever it may be, then saying no to things such as big expensive weekends away with friends or going to eat out every Sunday, um, sorry, every Friday and Saturday, you can go out on Sunday, I'm not saying this, every Friday and Saturday night, if that doesn't align with your goals of saying, saving money, then it's easier to say no. Ask yourself, is this really what is going to get me to my goal on my home, my dream home? then it's easier to say no. So having that clear goal in mind, at the back of your mind, every time that you need to say no, gives that sense of value behind it and go saying, no, I'm saying no because of this, because I'm saving for a house or a trip away, I can't do it or I don't want to do it. So another idea is to suggest cheaper alternatives. Could you order pizza and stay in at a friend's place rather than going out to a pub or club for drinks? Having cheaper alternatives still allows you to have the social life and, you know, keep your friends and, you know, friendship is really important. But just, again, do that alternative and suggest a cheaper option, something that everybody can enjoy on a budget that also aligns with your goals. Number four, tolerate the discomfort. So I mentioned before that having difficult conversations is not easy, but I have learned this year that true growth happens out of your comfort zone. True growth does not happen when you're comfortable. So saying no and tolerate the feeling of discomfort, you will eventually build this up. You will eventually build up enough tolerance to deal with more difficult situations in the future. It will be very scary the first time you do it, But the more times you do it, you'll realize that the feeling you experienced previously wasn't all that bad and you can do it. So practice, build out that resilience, do it, say no, and know that the discomfort is normal. It's totally normal and you don't feel uncomfortable forever. It's only a slight time that you'll feel uncomfortable But I promise true growth happens out of your comfort zone. Number five, stop apologizing. Be aware of the situation you're in and hold yourself back from saying the words, I'm sorry. Ask yourself, is it really my fault? If not, stop yourself from saying sorry. This is a huge awareness step. In the middle of a conversation, If you find yourself ready to say, I'm sorry, you really need to just stop what you're saying and think, no, no, it's not my fault. So I don't need to say, I'm sorry. Hold yourself back and say something different. Again, the awareness, it's tricky. Once you have practice, you'll be aware of this. Only say sorry when it truly is your fault. Number six. Switch from I can't to I don't. So making this simple shift from saying I can't to I don't will make a huge, huge difference. A difference. Saying I don't doesn't allow for wiggle room and stops people asking again and again and again for you to do something you don't want to do. Again, I can't to I don't takes practice. But when you say to someone, Um, I can't do that, I don't have the time, 
they could come back and say, oh, it'll only be for 10 minutes. Don't even worry about it. Like it would be really quick. But then if you say, no, thanks, I don't want to, it doesn't really give them much wiggle room to keep asking you because you've set your boundaries very clearly and you can be polite about it. You don't have to be a rude or nasty person. You can just be firm and polite and say, no, thanks, I don't want to, or no, thanks, I have other plans. You know, as I mentioned, you don't want to overcommit yourself. So if you have plans, tell them. Make that switch from I can't to I don't. And number seven, realize that you can't make everyone happy. So everyone has their own opinions. Regardless of what you try to do, you can't change them. Once you understand this, it'll make you feel lighter and be able to move on from the situation you're in. You could have 10 people go to one meeting and all 10 people will have a different opinion about how that meeting went. You can't make everybody happy. The most important thing is to make yourself happy. Once you've started to do all of these steps, just take it in baby steps towards saying no. Then you'll find the courage to continue and move on to trickier situations. I've implemented most of these changes this year and one thing that has stood out is 100% true growth comes from discomfort. You can't be comfortable and grow and change and challenge yourself. It takes courage and the feeling of discomfort, knowing that it's totally normal and it's okay to experience it and other, other people feel it, but the feeling doesn't last forever. Having these tips in the back of my mind has really set my boundaries very clear um, I have had, as I said, difficult conversations about curiosity and, you know, setting boundaries and where each of us stand and although uncomfortable has really made a difference. So people pleasing, it, it becomes a problem when you're really devaluing yourself and your own needs. So it's really important to find help if you can't get over the the mindset shift yourself. So that's just some things to consider as well. I hope this episode has made some of you think if you are a people pleaser and I would love to know what tips and tricks that I haven't mentioned that you think may work or give these tips a go over this next week and I would love to hear how they go for you Really set those boundaries. Start with small no's. Suggest alternatives. Know your goals. If you haven't got a a goal, create one, (laughs) especially with January 2021 coming up is the perfect time to set that 12-month goal. Tolerate the discomfort. Stop apologizing. Switch from I can't to I don't. And most importantly, realize you can't make everyone happy. (laughs) 
that's it from me today once again thank you for sticking around to the end i've made it to episode five and i must say it has flown time has flown i'm not sure if i'll have some time off over the christmas new year break i do want to remain consistent so maybe i'll record them and not publish them i'm not really sure what i'm going to do at this stage but again thank you for listening and i will talk to you next time bye